from the heart of Dubai, where tomorrow is being built today to the world. Welcome to the CTO Show with Mehmet. Here, we redefine technology and reimagine possibilities. With Mehmet, delve into the riveting realms of AI, cybersecurity, and digital technology. Experience the thrilling highs and lows of startups. Immerse yourself in the spirit of entrepreneurship and witness the future of business innovation being written in real time. Now, without further ado, let's tune in and explore the future. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today I'm very pleased joining me, Rishab Chandra. Rishab, thank you very much for joining the show today. The way I love to do it, I keep it to my guests to introduce themselves. So the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mehmet, for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, I am Rishab. I'm the CTO and co-founder of uh, Task Tracker Suite. Uh, we, you can visit us at tasktracker.io. Uh, we have founded, uh, we are a two-year-old startup. Uh, we are based out of India and uh, the UAE. Uh, we have offices in New Delhi as well as in Dubai. Uh, we have over 7,000 businesses on our uh, platform. Uh, a little about myself, I've done my undergrad from Iowa State in the U.S. and then my MBA at UMass Amherst. I worked uh, in the U.S. for around seven years uh, in SAS and technology, building catastrophe modeling software, building software for malpractice insurance uh, at one point of time. Uh, and after making our big move, uh, you know, we were part of, uh, you know, we founded an IT company, which we scaled up to about 85 employees uh, and which was servicing clients, uh, you know, across the globe. Uh, and that's when, you know, we found a problem statement uh, on how can SME actually leverage technology and improve its efficiency and productivity, which eventually would lead to, uh, you know, higher profits. Uh, so, you know, in, in a nutshell, the aim was to build something which is simple, which is smart, uh, and can be adopted by anybody, you know, irrespective of what your digital, uh, you know, acumen is. Uh, yeah, so that's <laughs> that. That's that's me. Yeah, great, and thank you again, Rishab, for being on the show today. Now. Uh, I want to start because, you know, I'm very passionate about startups and, you know, the whole idea of the show is to showcase, you know, people like yourself who, who develop uh, such great, you know, products and services for the rest of us to use. So if you can extend to me, where did you see, you know, how, how actually did you come up that I need to come up with tasktracker.io? What was the trigger for you? And I know you're coming from both a technical and business background, so I'm sure that you have seen something missing in the market. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So actually, um, you know, this dates back uh, pre-COVID. Um, you know, like I was mentioning, you know, we had a services company where we had about 85 people. Uh, you know, soon I realized that, uh, you know, we were struggling on how to manage our workforce. Uh, and, you know, my day would begin, my first question would be, has someone reported into office or not, right? And, and uh, I don't know, you know, I, I, you know, we still have these clunky biometrics that I had to wait for HR 
to come and plug it in and then download the information. And eventually, by the time that information came, it was too late. You, you know, you couldn't be waiting around. So I think, you know, there has to be a better way to do this. But the bigger issue for, uh, you know, me and my co-founder, who is also my, uh, I'm actually my better half. Uh, me and her, uh, you know, we, 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 you know, we've always been a family owned uh, business and we realized that we used to be just on the phone all day, you know, just doing follow up. And that was something that, uh, you know, became quite annoying because you're not focusing on business development. You know, you just get stuck from the time you walk in till the time you leave, either you're in meetings or you're following up with people. Right. And soon, you know, what I realized was that, you know, this follow up was just not with the technical teams, but also with, say, your HR, say, with your accounts, right, with your admin. And some of these tasks were not, uh, you know, which required a lot of, uh, you know, technical knowledge or know-how or, or needed, you know, people to collaborate. They were just linear, straightforward tasks. So I'm like, okay, there has to be something better, right, for us mm -hmm. to sort of manage. Because literally what we wanted was a reminder. Uh, and then we said, okay, you know, I had worked in the U.S., uh, you know, enough, you know, had interacted with a bunch of clients in Europe as well. You know, we went to some of the tools, uh, which I will not name, but we, we went back to the traditional tools and we realized, you know, either those are for bug tracking or that's for project management and collaboration. Yeah. Right? yeah. Now, 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 now think about it. Now, now think about an IT company, which is based out of India, fairly digitally illiterate, but... At the same time, we had 50% of our team, which wasn't as digitally lit uh, literate, right? And I would include myself as well, right? Might be really good in implementing and talking about technology. But when it actually came down to using it, it, it was fairly difficult and extremely, extremely expensive as well. That's the gap that we saw that we need a simple linear tool, which can be implemented in about 10 to 15 minutes max and is uh, you know smart enough to do you know, task delegation. Then the story goes on. I got COVID. Uh, I was hospitalized. Uh, and then I was like, you know, I need to do something bigger. You know, we, we need to empower people. Uh, and that's that's when we came back and we did a little more research and we developed the first version, which actually was a form, which would send you an email. And the next day it would send you another email telling you you had these tasks due. So so that, that, that was what, uh, you know, we started off with. And then, you know, we got great traction. I still remember talking to my first 10 clients. You know, we said, hey, just adopt it. Tell us what you think. And yeah. they absolutely love it. So in about 24 months, now we're sit sitting on 7,000 businesses. Uh, and of course, the product has evolved and now we have a sales factor. Yeah. That's that's great. I, I loved one thing you mentioned, Rishab. So you started very simple. I think your MVP was just a form and an email. And, you know, because you are a CTO and, you know, this is the CTO show. I always tell people I speak with, keep it simple at the beginning. How it's right. important to keep it simple, Rishab. Right. And then, you know, tell me, okay, once I validate, I'm sure that you have validated your idea using the form and you get your first 10 or so clients. And then you will decide, okay, I need to have this tech stack or I need to have this tech stack. So take me into this journey, you know, about, how first, you know, from your perspective, keeping it simple, how it helped you, and then how did you choose to take with, I uh, think, you know, the road with one specific uh, tech stack? So, uh, Mehmet, you may be surprised. Uh, that's the most difficult part, actually, 
is to keep it simple. Uh, and I keep on telling myself, I keep on telling the team. Sometimes I'm even, I even tell my clients this, right? We are a simple tool. You want the bells and the whistles and you want something noisy with, you know, where you can drag, drag and drop and create your workflows. There's enough available out there, right? We want to be your first step towards digitization. We want to take all your mom and pop businesses. We want to take all your SMEs and say, you know, use technology, which is simple, which is affordable and, uh, you know, give you some great uh, customer support. So that's one more thing that we do is, you know, we actually handhold you to get implemented. Same thing we have done with our tech stack. You would be surprised my, uh, the whole application, uh, you know, we have used PHP Code Igniter as the tech stack. You know, we, we, we did not go crazy, right? We, we kept everything open source so that, you know, we don't get, get into any sort of, uh, you know, uh, you know, number one, we did not want to get licenses and we wanted to keep the costs low, but the most important was also to find the right resources. You know, when you're a startup, when you're standing out, you, you really don't need fancy stuff. And eventually the, the way we have developed, um, you know, task tracker and sales tracker, the way it has evolved, it is just basically simple encrypted data, which, you know, which does, you know, back and forth on our cloud servers, right? So our tech stack is extremely, extremely simple. Uh, people sometimes, you know, I, I wish I could come and say that I'm using ROR and then I'm using the Py, you know, I'm using Python and, and, you know, we are on an Oracle database, you know, till most recently we used to just sit on GoDaddy. Uh, I, I'm sure you've heard all that. So we have kept on calls very low and, and now of course we migrated to AWS, but uh, you know, and, and in AWS also, you know, what, what I tell people is keep your cost. You know, people come and show me, you know, bills of two lakhs or three lakhs, you know, in rupees, a hundred thousand or 200,000. And I tell them, Hey, you know, you need to use light sale boxes, which AWS really does not propagate, but it's there, right? So for a fixed cost, you, you get that same technology. And then, you know, as you scale and when you really need that power, then you need to leverage into it. So, uh, you know, we always believe in keeping, you know, from our workflow to our technology, very, very simple. Our apps are still in native uh, because I find those the more stable. Um, you know, we actually burned our hands, uh, you know, trying to use Flutter and things like that. And, and we said, okay, we'll make one and then we'll migrate it over. Uh, but unfortunately that didn't work out. So, I, you know, we, we went back to native uh, and, and, and that's what we use and, and, and we are extremely happy uh, mm -hmm. so far. And I'm very glad. Yeah, yeah, I'm very glad, uh, Rishab, you mentioned this because, you know, takeaways for people who are listening or watching us, you know, and Rishab is coming from a very deep technical background. So he kept it simple. And because at the beginning, you need to save the cost as much as possible till you have traction and don't build the whole feature set in day one, right? So, so keep it as simple as possible. Now, right. Rishab, like, you know, it's you, you as we keep on laughing. Yeah. 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 So I wanted to ask for you, you know, yeah, sure. Uh, now you talked about the problem and you talked about, you know, how you solve it out. Now, how do you think, you know, such product and you know, from your experience, you can deal with, uh, I would say, markets which are highly digitally aware, right? Because you know, our you know, mobile 
uh, internet is, is becoming, everyone has access to it. So was this, this an advantage for, for you? Uh, and, you know, if you are planning to, to start again from the beginning, how much is this digital awareness important in, in the journey? See, uh, digital awareness is extremely important. Of course, you know, when we enter into an economy which is digitally aware, uh, it actually makes it much easier for us. See, today, you know, one thing, the only silver lining that came out of that deadly thing called COVID was that we realized that technology now needs to be harnessed or run to do business, correct? The internet was already there. People were already on the web. Soon you realize that, hey, you know, if I could use technology and also manage my people, then, you know, rather walking over to their desk. Today, I think, the, you know, the, it is now not going to be work from home or work from office. It's always now going to be hybrid. Uh, and for that to succeed, you need technology which can be implemented. Correct. Then you come into the whole point that, uh, okay, now that we have the technology, you know, people are digitally aware. Uh, you know, you know what is the next step? Is now comes into the whole usability standpoint. You know, when you're looking at, we look at an organization as a whole, right? We do not look at, look at it as a technical team or a non-technical team. Everyone needs to harness technology for the business to grow. Your accounting is as important as your HR, as your developers, as your salespeople. Everyone is a key aspect in running a successful business, right? And that's where we come in and be like, you know, use, uh, you know, use technology, you are digitally aware. Now we are going to give you a tool which is extremely affordable, very simple, very quick uh, to get implemented and it starts giving you instant results. So, you know, it works on both ends. You can be as, you know, digitally progressed as a country or as an economy, but, you know, you will always find the, you know, the professional services businesses who are still always, um, you know, extremely skeptical about technology. Uh, you know, one of the things, you know, that I follow is that every time I spoke to an IT person when, when you know, I was on the other side of the table, uh, you know, it would be that the costs would be huge. The implementation, uh, you know, would be extremely complicated. People would not like it because, of course, no one likes change today. And eventually we were told that, you know, for us to implement the tool, we would need one more person to sort of manage it, right? So how are you being efficient? Yeah. But why do you think that, Rishab? Like, just out of curiosity, this question came to my mind. Uh, and, you know, the surprise is, as you mentioned, usually we get this from people who are like us, looking in technology, not the end users. Why do you think is that? See, I think, uh, you know, uh, I, I think all, I, I feel as a technocrat, we, we all like to wear a bravado, right? <laughs> that, that, you know, we are experts. Uh, yes. And I think that's, that's one of the things that sort of, fuels this right uh, and then that's what we are trying to change right we actually want to democratize the, the technical adoption uh, and this could be a developed market uh, you know like the uae it could be a developing market like india uh, you know we actually or we can even go to say you know north america you know one of the big uh, you know geographies that we see is latin america you know which is again growing uh, you know right. a, a simple tool like whatsapp is you know, everyone is doing business on WhatsApp. Now, can we leverage that? Can we come up with a solution which would sort of bridge the gap uh, and, uh, you know, provide some sort of benefits uh, to the business? And we, you know, I've had a bunch of CTOs come and tell me, hey, you know, I can make this. I'm like, please go ahead. 
Then they come back. They again take the trial and uh, go because, you know, I think we, we get so torn. Like our clients come back and say, hey, I need this. I need that. I said, you know, we don't do that. You know, we, mm-hmm. we do AB. First do ABC well, you know, do it for three years. Believe me, then you can move on to a whole bunch of places where people will do it from A to Z. You can do A, D, F, whatever the hell you want. You can create your workflows the way you like. Yeah, and uh, if you allow me, uh, Rishab, like I want to add something here. You know, uh, I believe the biggest problem is still for somehow we become so attached to to the technology as technologists, you know, and right. we, we, we don't want to change. And, you know, like this is what I tell everyone. I work, you know, in, in consultancy roles, different uh, companies on over the year and I saw this trend coming up because we think once we choose a technology it's a I don't want to call it a shame but you know it's looked like oh so that you are telling me I was wrong five years back and I'm saying no I'm not telling you you were wrong five years back I'm telling you that things change and things now are being done in a different way and this is how it's done properly today and I'm not saying again like whatever you are using today from whether it's a technology or you're using an ad hoc method, for example, like for uh, tracking the tasks, right? So this is one of the things that you do. So I'm telling, I'm not telling you like doing it in paper and pen is wrong, but it's slow and, you know, it can affect, you know, customer satisfaction. Right. So look, you have another solution here today. So yeah, 100% uh, agree with you on that. So now, I, and, and I totally, uh, you know, uh, agree with you. I think we get so possibly, you know, you want it becomes like our, uh, you know, lack of a better term, it, it becomes like our own baby, right? Uh, yes. And, 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 and you just want, uh, you know, you, you just want everyone to say, hey, you have the cutest baby. So you want everyone to say, hey, you have the best technology. Uh, and, 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 and I'll just add one last point to, to that thought of yours. is It's not that what we are doing today will not, that also might become redundant. Correct? Correct. Today you, today you see any of the big, you know, the big fours, you know, from Apple to Google to Meta, they have all evolved with time. They are not what they were five years back. Five years, I feel, is like, you know, now, you know, maybe 20 years of the way, you know, technology is changing and with AI and, and all the cool things which are happening. Uh, so, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, we'll come to that. And, uh, you know, because now when I'm asking someone, what do you expect in the future? And, you know, back in the days, we used to say, well, how do you expect things to become in the next five to 10 years? And now we have to maybe ask, how things are going to be changed in the 12 to 18 months. Now, Correct. you mentioned WhatsApp, right? You mentioned WhatsApp and this has attracted me. So are you able to integrate with WhatsApp and the other, you know, messaging and uh, communication tools? Yes, yes, we do. So, on, uh, you know, that's, that's what we do. So we actually automatically integrate into it. Uh, so again, you know, with the, and, 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 and I think we have repeated this, you know, but I'll just say it once in, the interest of keeping it simple and adoptable, you, a business, when they sign on, it automatically integrates into their WhatsApp number, irrespective of your location. Uh, and you get your notifications and your reminders on that. See, today, the other issue, uh, you know, now drilling a little deeper, is when, um, you know, a business is trying to automate, what they do is they use a lot of WhatsApp group. Right. I can challenge anybody, give a task in the morning and in the evening, if you can tell me, uh, if it's an active group, that what is the status, or even find that task? I know you can search, but it is extremely cumbersome. You know, you don't even do that. You don't even remember. 
correct. Right. But but we, we still realize that WhatsApp is something which has become extremely invasive. It has huge adoptability. You know, organizations, businesses, personal, professional, everything runs on WhatsApp today. So we have leveraged that to just sort of notify you and remind you. Uh, then what we have also done is one of the problems that we, have, we are trying to solve is a lot of the time we have told, you know, when, when, when your uh, team member goes home, right, uh, in especially developing uh, economies and, and especially if you're in the rural part, uh, you know, you do not, you might not have electricity. You might not be able to charge your laptop, right? You might not be able to get internet, but your phone is one of the most connected devices, right? Uh, so, so the, you know, so that's how we are able to actually still reach that person and tell him, hey, you need this work to be done. Or, yeah. you know, there is a document which is extremely critical, which is new. It just comes on his WhatsApp uh, at, at, you know, 9 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and, you know, I keep on joking again, uh, you know, with my clients is, you know, people can fight with the wife, they can fight with their partners, they can fight with their girlfriend, but no one ever fights with WhatsApp, right? You're always on it. No, so, yeah. You, yeah, to, to your point, just, you know, the other day I had some guests from the U.S. and they were surprised. They, they were telling me, guys, like you do all your business on WhatsApp because I said, yeah, like, you know, sometimes even I remember myself a couple of years back replying to requests for proposals over WhatsApp, right? <laughs> and, right. and people say, how, how do you track it, right? So, so it, it was a challenge for me because you know, email, you can always go search and, you and know, find out. Right. Yeah, WhatsApp yeah. and other um, messaging tools make it more uh, hard for tracking, but at the same time, it's so convenient because if I want from you, like, let's say, Rishab, ask you something very quickly, and I can just text you in just two seconds, literally, and I get my answer. Now, yeah. one thing one, one thing I want to, to ask you, because you are in, in the SaaS economy, right? And yes. SaaS economy is, is, you know, the dominant economy, especially when it comes to, to technology services. How are you seeing the adoption, both, you know, in, in, in the UAE and other developing economies? Because I'm not sure if you're seeing this, but what now still, when I talk to someone, they don't like it much. And the reason they right. don't like it much is not the cost or the price tag of the service per month, but it's the whole idea that, you know, I'm using something which is not owned by me. So what are you seeing in, in, in that space, Rishan? So I, you're extremely right again. You know, people have those reservations, right? So now we have done two things. We offer annual plans, and this is something that we have been actually inspired uh, by Microsoft. You know, if you now go by your MS office, you need to pay it for the year. You get all the apps on it. It's up to you. You use Word or Excel or, you know, whatever else, uh, PowerPoint. Uh, they don't ask you how much you're using it. You just pay it once a year and, and you're done. Uh, that's one of the things that we've adopted. So people like that, right? So it's literally that you pay once and, and then you are done. Especially, you know, the developing economy, uh, you know, that's what we are doing because, you know, the whole credit card um, and regarding payments can become an issue. People are very wary. So we tell them you just need to pay us once and then next year we'll come back to you and, and ask if you you know, still want to continue or not. Uh, the second part, like you rightly said, is that people are like, okay, I don't own this. What about my data? You know, people are extremely uh, sensitive about their data the way they should be. And we give them an option to export that uh, mm -hmm. at, you know, at their will. 
Uh, so that actually just takes care of those two issues so that, you know, actually puts them at rest that, hey, you know, I, I, I really just need to choose my filters and I can export this whole thing into an Excel and, and my data is with me, number one. And, uh, you know, if I don't want to have this headache of paying every month and, you know, people coming to me at, you know, at various points of time, uh, you know, we, we just offer them an annual plan. Uh, and, and I think that has worked for us uh, in the developing economy as well as in the UAE uh, as well. So we say, okay, you know, you, you can take our trial. You know, we even give you extension if it's actually needed. And if we actually think that the client is genuine and, and then they can just make yearly payments. I saw the Rishab some, and by the way, I saw it on a global level, still some vendors or, you know, some, some providers, let's call them this way, they offer a lifetime license. Do you Correct. think they do this is just for satisfying the needs of such demanding customer or they do this just for the cash flow? Uh, I think they do it for, I, I don't think it's a cash flow issue because, you know, you're just getting paid once, right? So it's not that you're going to get that money again and again. I think it, for me, unfortunately, I find those, you know, no offense to anybody, I find that as a sales gimmick. Because soon you'll realize that, you know, they would charge you more than that, hey, we've got a newer version now, right? Now you have to pay for the upgrade or after two years, they come out with uh, uh, an updated version, which you have to go buy the additional license. Usually, you know, what happens is that if you have a lifetime license, that version will work. And with the changing technology, after three years or five years, that version would not work. And more importantly, uh, you know, your needs as a business changes, right? I don't think you'll use Task Tracker IO forever, or you would use, uh, you know, any other tool that you use, say, for your marketing or your sales forever, right? You might grow as an organization, you might, uh, you know, grow into a different market where some of this would not work. Uh, you know, your dynamics of your business might change. So, uh, you know, I am not a big proponent of, you know, I, I find it as a sales gimmick. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like when people come and ask me about my opinion in SaaS in general, I tell them, you know, at the beginning, yeah, of course, because I come from, from the other side of the table as well. I was the customer. And, you know, like, yeah. yeah, I want to buy this license key. You know, I want to see this license key. I want, I want to have control right. of it. But, you know, from personal experience, when I shifted from buying a car to a leasing model, then I started to discover my benefits. And I think the SaaS right. model is successful because first, you are not tied to forever, as you said. You can, you can change. Second, uh, it's more flexible. Third, usually like majority of, of the time, this license fee, it has inside the support or maybe they would add, you know, some, some small cap on top of it to have it. So I, I believe, you know, maybe we, we need to, it's my opinion, maybe we need to educate procurement more about the SaaS model because Correct. Pro procurement, unfortunately, and I'm talking about, you know, not all of them, but majority of the time, Still, they have this mentality of, yeah, I want to buy perpetual licenses and then I, I want to pay, I want to pay you uh, yearly support. And I always go and tell them, yeah, I get you what you're coming from. But actually, if we do the calculation on pen and paper, if you go with subscription model, you're going to be saving on the long run, three, four, five years right. down the road, you'll be saving more. Right, Trisha? 
Right, right. Number one, you save more, plus you have the latest and the greatest at all time, right? Third, uh, you know, today it is in my interest to make sure that anyone who holds my license and is paying me, you know, annually or monthly or quarterly has the best experience because tomorrow they have the option of not paying me, right? Yeah. So that actually keeps people like us on the edge, making sure that the customer is satisfied and the product is superior and definitely delivers more than what it promises, right? So I think yeah. these are softer benefits that people don't, uh, you know, realize. I, I've bought a few of these, you know, where they say, hey, you know, we'll convert your, uh, you know, Word document into PDF forever and we'll unzip it. Soon I realized that, you know, I, you know, I upgraded my phone or upgraded my laptop or, you know, it would not work on a Mac and, and, and you have no support because the money is already gone and, and they're like, yeah, you know, when we gave it to you, it worked and that's about it. Yeah, for me, you know, even on the personal level, the the nice thing is that I can control. So if one month I feel I don't need to use this tool so I can right. stop it or pause it, which, you know, majority of the right. providers, they give you this option. So you can pause your subscription maybe for two months because you're going to go on vacation or, you know, maybe now we are focusing on something else. So right. this is something you cannot do it when, when, when you buy the license, which is 100% right. true. Now, you touched base, you a couple of minutes back on, on AI and, you know, what's happening in that space. So from both perspectives regarding, you know, the, the domain that you focus on, which is tracking tasks and so on, and in general, and again, I'm not asking you on long term, you know, like, <laughs> what, what are we seeing in, in this space? And are you also using AI in your product as well? Yes. Or are you planning to? Yeah, so we are actually, we have just completed our model, which is actually in testing right now and getting integrated with AWS. Uh, number one, I feel, you know, AI is a great, uh, you know, it, it's the next big thing. It's, it's a great tech revolution. Uh, I, I don't want to get into that. I think a lot of people talk about that. There's enough noise. Specifically, uh, you know, to talking about in what we do is basically we are using AI to make our tools smarter. Now, what the tool does is we have developed an uh, uh, engine it's on its third version. Based on the tasks that you're entering, it starts learning the sort of tasks and organization put. So it, in a way, creates sort of a template for you. And now when you log in and as soon as you type in one word, you know, the engine automatically knows what's, you know, what's most likely the task that you're going to assign and, and it just does it uh, on your behalf. Uh, you know, what, you know so, so the cure, you know, what we're trying to cure is also user laziness. Because we are in the business that if I don't delegate correctly, I would not get the benefit, right? So now, how can I make this delegation easy? Uh, you know, so hence we are using AI. Plus, we see SMEs today using uh, AI to help improve their efficiency. We are seeing uh, uh, SMEs use AI for better uh, customer insight. We are seeing uh, SMEs using uh, AI to actually do better analysis uh, as well for them, because that's always been a challenge that, you know, when you're a team of let's say about 20, 25 people, you know, it's, it's hard to sort of get a data analyst who's sitting there and giving you reports, but today an AI can uh, help you do that. So, so we definitely see a huge uh, revolution uh, in this space uh, with, uh, you know, with AI coming and, and just making the whole usability so much easier, right? Yeah, 100%. And uh, as you mentioned, like it's, it is it is the, 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 the thing now uh, regarding the AI. And yeah, and I'm uh, happy you mentioned about SMEs because, you know, on, on personal level, I'm biased towards SMEs because 
People, they forget always that SMEs makes, you know, huge chunk of any economy, right? And especially oh, yes. in our, oh, yeah. yeah, especially yeah, in yeah. our areas. Like I know in India, it's the same story. Here in the UAE, it's the same story. Across the Gulf region, it's the same story. And, you know, I love to, to, to support them. And I'm happy that, you know, you mentioned SMEs multiple times and you focus on SMEs. Now, as we are coming a little bit to an end, Bishop, uh, it's something not technology related, but maybe startup ish related i would say or uh, i've seen you know the, like you took the approach of bootstrapping the business and you didn't take the approach of you know reaching like big funds and so on uh, first of all why do you think this was the right um, choice for you and second for fellow startups and fellow founders if you can tell them you know you know shed the light i would say on this part, because I, I receive a lot, you know, as, as, as someone who's into the startup now consultancy right. and I work with a lot of others, you know, I, I receive, you know, these pitch decks full of, like, you know, many things right. and they are asking for the millions. What you can tell us regarding this? See, I think uh, the, the, the easiest way to answer is at the end of the day, what are we building? Yes, all entrepreneurs have a lot of passion right? All entrepreneurs have a lot of drive, but can you build a business? That's what needs to be the question that you need to ask yourself uh, pretty much every day, correct? Is someone buying my solution, correct? If someone buys a solution, then they will pay for it, correct? Uh, yes, you need capital upfront like any other business would, that's when you go get investors, and that's what we did. We bootstrapped, we built an MVP, we brought people on board, and then we said, hey, you know, right now I'm growing at 5x. With a little bit of capital infusion, I can grow to 10x. Uh, that's what I tell everybody that, you know, sometimes money can be extremely difficult to manage as well. Uh, you know, you can scale, but if you actually look at your unit economics or you go back and start looking at your financials, you will see that, you know, my customer acquisition, you know, I'm spending $100 to acquire a customer while I only get a dollar on the revenue. Right. And, and, that's, and that's a big problem. We have investors, we have taken money from outside, but we have been extremely conscientious of doing so. Now, uh, you know, then I'll now switch uh, gears and talk about, say, today, uh, you know, Task Tracker becomes, you know, one of the biggest, hottest uh, startups. Uh, and, and you know, uh, and Ortley and Sane comes and says, I want to, you know, acquire you. After the amount of hard work and sacrifices that we founders uh, do, you know, you, you know, you, you, you do need to, you know, you, you do want a good exit. Now, if you start diluting on day one up front, you know, by the end of it, you know, you would not be left with much. And and the most important thing is at the end of the day, uh, you know, from an entrepreneur, it is my vision that I'm building out, good or bad or ugly or the worst. You know, we are, we are not getting into that debate, but at the end of the day, it's my vision. And right. when you get too many people involved, then you start getting stretched into all these different spaces. So uh, I'm one of those people that, you know, we like to follow our gut and our vision and, and, and we have conviction that that's the part uh, you know, that we want to follow. So, so that is why, uh, you know, what I tell startups is, you know, yes, take some seed money, you know, yes, we, we all have our own expenses, you know, personal and professional, uh, but, but funding is not the be all and end all, right? If your business does well, the money will. 
100%. And thank you for sharing this. And my just to complete or to continue on what you mentioned, Risha. Um, and by the way, for the sake of transparency, I am not a startup founder. I am now a startup founder. I was not a startup founder, but I work right. with a lot of startups. And the thing I, because I read and I see, the most successful ones is exactly the ones who did what you just mentioned. So there are some terms, maybe we can cover them into another episode or maybe on a webinar or awesome. something like this. But the thing that Rishab mentioned now, they are key. First, know what you are solving. Be passionate about solving this problem for your customer. Price it well in the marketplace. Calculate your, what they call it, the burn rate. You know, right. your CAC, which is customer acquisition cost versus the price that you are selling. And then, you know, do all the calculation backwards. And then see at what point, if you want to scale, as you mentioned, Risha, because you you had, you you took like these funds, not for the sake of being having, you know, the funds, but to scale the business. And you scale yes. them in just very short time to more than 7,000 customers, which is brilliant, actually. So thank you for sharing this. And then, you know what I wanted to say? Yeah, follow, follow you know, your gut, as Rishab mentioned, and you will be there. Don't be, uh, and unfortunately, I know, I understand, the doom and glow, which is out there, and what you see, you know, people raising Series A, Series B, you know, these big money. Unfortunately, we see that, still 80% or 90% even sometimes they don't do it to the year two or year three. So calculate your steps and don't fall into the trap. It's okay. I know that finding funds is not easy, even the seed one and the pre-seed one. This is why, you know, also part of what I'm trying to do is to change this, but be on the path similar to what Rishab have done. I love this story, Rishab. Really, I enjoyed listening to this from you. Now, before we close, anything you wish I had asked you or any point you want to, to tell us before we, we end? Uh, I think, no, I, I think it's just been a, a, a great uh, conversation. And, and, you know, I just wanted to thank you for having me uh, on the show. I, uh, I think, uh, you know, the only thing I would, uh, you know, end with is, uh, you know, let's not complicate technology. You know, uh, the, my request to everybody is, you know, keep it simple, keep it adoptable. Uh, there is so much we can do, and and sometimes going after the smaller, uh, you know, the, the the lower end of the pyramid uh, is uh, is difficult, uh, but it is extremely rewarding because that's a huge, huge market across the globe, um, and and irrespective of you know it's a developing, developed, not so developed, uh, if you can give a solution which actually resonates uh, with people, um, you know, you know. It, I, I strongly feel it would be a, a, a super hit. Uh, and, and again, thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure, Rishab, to have you today. And, you know, I uh, I learned a lot also myself. Uh, and the guys, I you know, I advise you to check tasktracker.io and see the work that Rishab and his team have done over there. Uh, and again, thank you, Rishab, very much. Uh, for being here today and as usual this is how we end the show so I hope you enjoyed uh, whether you're listening or watching this uh, I would love to hear your feedback and keep the feedbacks coming as you are seeing lately we are trying to little bit uh, mix you know the topics so from you know the technical stuff to the startup 
uh, you know, mentality, and we are discussing health, we're discussing multiple topics. So please let me know if you feel there's a topic that we should shed light more on. I would love to hear. Also, if you're interested yourself to be a guest on the show, don't hesitate. If you have a story to share, you are a startup founder yourself and you have built something, you know, and you think you deserve to, to let the others know about it, also reach out to me. And as usual, thank you very much for tuning in. We'll meet again very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hit that subscribe button. Share the show with your tech-savvy friends and fellow entrepreneurs. And leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Your support means the world to us.